In this bulletin, Australia and France announce more military aid for Ukraine. Police officers believed to be among those killed in an explosion at a mosque in Pakistan. And in sport, Steve Smith and Beth Mooney named Australia's Cricketers of the Year. Good morning from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam al -Ghadib. Australian Defence Minister Richard Marles says the meeting with his French counterpart in Paris has been highly productive, with the outcome including a joint agreement to provide more military aid for Ukraine. The 2 plus 2 meetings were attended also by Foreign Minister Penny Wong, French Foreign Minister Catherine Colonna, and Armed Forces Minister Sébastien Lecornu. Bilateral relations were damaged when the Morrison government scrapped a multi-billion dollar submarine deal with France in 2021. Mr. Marles says the bilateral relationship is now on the mend and the deal on Ukraine aid is a sign of that. Australia and France working together in providing a supply of 155mm ammunition to Ukraine. This forms part of the ongoing level of support that both France and Australia is providing Ukraine to make sure that Ukraine is able to stay in this conflict and be able to see it concluded on its own terms. The meeting also resulted in the signing of a letter of intent to, to increase space cooperation with Australia to work with France on launching satellites into space. Minister Le Cornu says France is pleased to resume cooperation with Australia, particularly on matters in the Indo-Pacific. The priority of both our governments is obviously respect for the sovereignty of each country and state in the Pacific, goes of course for Australia, goes for France through its overseas territory, also respect for the sovereignty of other island states in the Pacific, sovereignty in the air, on land, but above all maritime sovereignty. Deputy Leader of the Liberal Party, Susan Lee, says the Indigenous Voice to Parliament will come up for discussion in the party's cabinet meeting today. A referendum will be held later this year on whether the body should be enshrined in the Constitution. Liberal Party leader Peter Dutton has not yet said whether he would support a yes campaign while his Nationals colleagues have come out against it. Ms. Lee insists she wants more detail on the model, even though constitutional law professors like Anne Tuomi says details along the lines of draft legislation would be inappropriate for voters in the referendum, as that should come later and be the task for MPs. Ms. Lee says the issue will be on the agenda when the party cabinet meets today. We do need to see the detail and we do need to see how the voice will materially improve the lives of Indigenous communities across Australia. And we, when we were in government, invested considerably in asking those questions to regional communities to understand how Indigenous people from every corner of this country wanted to have their say. About 42,000 Chinese students enrolled at Australian universities are concerned visa processing delays may prevent them from getting to Australia to study on campus within the next fortnight. The rush has been prompted by an announcement by China's government over the weekend saying it will no longer recognize online degrees obtained from overseas institutions. It requires students to be studying on campus. The International Education Association of Australia group, representing staff working in the sector, says it will be doing all it can to smooth the transition for students. The group's CEO, Phil Honeywood, says the short notice creates logistical challenges. We really are keen to get our largest student source country back here studying in the classrooms. 
Having said that, we were hoping that there would be more of a signposting for a transition period. Uh, but now, of course, we have to pivot very rapidly. I mean, we're not the only country in this situation. Countries we compete against, such as Canada, UK, are also in the same uh, situation, although perhaps they've got a bit more of a lag time before their uh, semester starts, whereas we've only got a few weeks to go. Pakistan's Prime Minister, Shibaz Sharif, has visited those wounded after a suicide bomber blew himself up inside a crowded mosque in Peshawar, Pakistan's northwestern city. Several people have died, with many succumbing to their injuries in the hospital, bringing the death toll to 59. Police claim the attacker appeared to have walked through several security barricades to enter the Red Zone compound, which houses police and counter-terrorism offices. No group has admitted responsibility for the bombing. Witness Haji Shah Nawaz says there are still bodies buried under the building rubble. I did not see any dead bodies. We took out the injured and sent them to hospital. The dead bodies should all be inside the mosque, buried under the rubble. A mass burial with police honours was held for the victims of the attack on Monday night. The World Health Organization has decided to continue listing COVID-19 as a public health emergency of international concern after a meeting of the body's advisory committee. In the three years since the WHO first declared that COVID represented a global health emergency, more than 6.8 million people have died while communities and health systems have been disrupted. WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus says he hopes to see an end to the emergency this year, particularly if access to the countermeasures can be improved globally. But he warns that the pandemic is in a transition point and still requires careful management to mitigate the potential negative consequences. Since the beginning of December, weekly reported deaths have been rising. In the past eight weeks, more than 170,000 people have lost their lives to COVID-19. And that's just the reported deaths. We know the actual number is much higher. And in sport, Steve Smith has been named Australia's Men's Cricketer of the Year at the Australian Cricket Awards. He's just the third Australian cricketer to win the prize on four occasions. The other cricketers to achieve the same feat were Ricky Ponting and Michael Clark. Beth Mooney is the Women's Cricketer of the Year, claiming the title for the second time. The awards night was held without any pandemic restrictions for the first time since 2020. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib.